Creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Sawyer, uh, and it's a mystery, a shot in the dark, the big question mark. Who was the murderer? Well, there's only one way to find out who the murderer was. That is to go down to the Lace Market Theatre next week, Monday the 29th to Saturday the 3rd of June, because Agatha Christie's Towards Zero is being played out. Uh, And I'm very pleased to say that the director of Towards Zero, Helen Sharp, is on the phone with me. Good morning, Helen. How are you? Good morning, Kev. I'm fine, thank well, you. Marvellous stuff. I can't... I, I love... I love Agatha Christie, uh, Crispy. Christie's play. I'm thinking in my <laughs> stomach here. Uh, Agatha Christie's plays. Uh, Towards Zero is one that I've never seen performed on stage, so I am really looking forward uh, to seeing this. And it's just a trademark Agatha Christie play, isn't it? So tell us a little bit about it. Oh, right. <clears throat> OK. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Towards Zero isn't one of her of her better known ones, um, and in fact, it was written as quite a few of hers were alongside um, um, a co-writer, Gerald Werner. Um, he tended to write quite a few of them alongside her adaptations of her books. And this um, this particular um, play, there are two versions. The one that everybody knows about is actually the Gerald Werner one, which was written in about 1951, but but was first produced in 1956. However, it's discovered that Agatha herself wrote a version in 1944, and they vary slightly, um, as is often the case. Um, Hers was slightly longer and had two additional characters in it, Um, and here's, obviously, it's three acts, but don't panic, everybody. We still managed to do it in the sort of two and a half hours, Um, and it has slightly fewer characters. The premise of Towards Zero is different from most of her murder mysteries because she wanted to explore the idea that murder shouldn't happen at the beginning of a story, but actually at the end. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but actually it it will all make sense if you come to see it. The idea of Towards Zero is that the action of a murder mystery is everybody coming together, lots of things happening. Some of these things might have happened a long time before the story starts, and, every, and all the action is, is moving towards this zero hour. And the zero hour, we assume, is this culmination of a potential murder. So that, that's really what that's all about. And it's quite unusual in that. And originally, when she wrote it, she also was exploring some quite unusual themes um, about depression, interestingly, and obsession. And um, in her original story, also about the thought of morality and um, mortality and suicide. That doesn't necessarily come out in this one, but there's some very interesting things. So it's quite exciting how it all plays out. Now, I'm, gl- I'm glad you mentioned about where the Towards Zero thing com- uh, comes into it, because, as I say, I've not seen the play, I've never seen a film version uh, of it, and I've not read the book, and I was thinking, Towards Zero, strange title, uh, but you, mm. you've explained that wonderfully, so uh, that's, that's answered that, um, that question. So, so in general, are, are you a, an Agatha Christie fan, or you know, are you any good at picking out who the murderer is, if you're sort of watching a play or watching the TV? When I was very young... Um, I, I used to go uh, years ago. Um, I used to go um, and uh, uh, to, to to any of the sort of little bookshops where I used to live, and I was always buying Agatha Christie. When I, I'm talking about when I was sort of in my when I was about twelve, you know, to about sixteen years old. I used to love it. I used to spend my pocket money on Agatha Christie books. Loved it. And interestingly, my daughter, who's now twenty five, does exactly the same thing. She's absolutely obsessed with Agatha Christie. It's one of those go-to things. 
Um, I think I personally, no offence, Agatha, but I prefer your books to your plays. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of those things where uh, she's a great writer and, you know, she really draws you in and your imagination builds up the characters and, and really sort of adds life to them. It's really difficult to do sometimes in just two and a half hours in a play. Very difficult. But, you know, that, there have been some notable exceptions um, and then there were none. Yes. And also Murder on the Nile or Death on the Nile, whichever you know version you look at. These are all really well known. And of course, the ever popular mousetrap that's running in London. These are all very popular and, and ongoing and, and really well done plays. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm a fan. I think she's one of those, from what I can gather, she's one of those sort of Marmite situations. You either yeah. really love Agatha Christie or you don't. I, I must admit, I, I love Agatha Christie's work. Um, I, I do, and as I said, just shows you sort of uh, how well she she wrote because the Mousetrap is seventy years now um, and <laughs> still going strong, and still people keeping the secret. Um, so, and I was lucky um, about a f- well a few years ago. I w- we went on holiday and uh, we we visited Agatha Christie's house, uh, which is just amazing. If anybody gets a chance to go and visit it, it is incredible. The amount of books that she had, uh, and she saved all her books as well, and just a massive library of books. So she was uh, also someone who read an awful lot. Mm. And in the garden, she'd got her own little pet cemetery. Um, oh. as well all these little sort of gravestoney type things that she did for for all her pets but uh, such a, a, a wonderful character and as I say she wrote such brilliant um, books as well made into such incredible plays um, so what uh, what sort of time period is is this all set in is it is it set in the 40s the 50s um, what, what, what's the time period right well, well because Werner's version is um, it was written in 1951 and but was first produced in London in 1956. I've actually set it in about 1951. I mean, I could have set it earlier because obviously Christie wrote it in about 1944. Yeah. But it's it's just it's just after the Second World War, really. Um, oh. It's that kind of thing. So there's still elements of that there um, in a way. And it is your typical what you'd expect from an Agatha Christie murder mystery. It is a drawing room. You know, it is a country house drawing room setting. Um, in, in, set in 1951. The house itself isn't 1950. The house has been there a while, but for the people in it, it's set in about 1951. And it, she always sets it sort of on a big cliff as well, doesn't she? Yes. <laughs> so, so people can fall over into the sea or pushed. Absolutely. Whatever. This one is set, set in Cornwall, um, Gull's Point, um, the house of Lady Tresillion and Sir Mortimer Tresillion. And it is, it's um, literally on a headland. You know, um, and there is a sheer drop <laughs> mm. one side. So uh, yeah, definitely it's that it's that kind of situation um, in Salt Creek, Cornwall, um, which is really interesting. And that there's a lot to do with, about its location in the play. With it being set in in the sort of early fifties, then what are the costumes like? Because I I, I love looking at costumes uh, sort of on plays. So what can we expect from the costume department for this play? Ah. Well, as usual, Lace Market Theatre's come up trumps. You're going to see um, original, um, a mixture of original um, as well as styled uh, costumes. So, you know, the gents are pretty much in, I mean, they are literally wearing jackets that have got a label on them saying 1950 or 1951. Wow. 
um, and the ladies as well. We've got a couple of original dresses actually in there, and of course, it's the hairstyles. It's, yes, it's the you know the cravat, the, the shoes, all of these. You've got a mixture of the, absolutely the original 1950s wear, as well as uh, as that look the period as well. So yeah. Pure class, pure class, which is what we'd expect from the Lace Market Theatre anyway. So good classy production. So now then, mm. d- looking through the, the cast, do I detest some new, uh, detest? Do I detect, not even detest, <laughs> do I detect? <laughs> it's these teeth I'm wearing. Uh, do I detect some new <laughs> names among the cast list? You do. Yes, you do. We're really absolutely delighted. Um, and one of the things that we we really pride ourselves on at the lace market is encouraging new members to get involved in all its areas it doesn't matter whether it's on stage or backstage or whatever and we've been absolutely delighted that we've got um two brand brand new to theater actually um or in fairness i think um talking to them they did do some theater (laughs) but it's a long time ago or it might have been at school or it might have been you know um many many moons ago that have joined us. So um, we have Peter McQuilkin, who is the, our Mr. Royd, and we also have Olivia Jewell, who um, is coming in. It's a lovely young lady, and she's playing Kay, Kay Strange, um, uh, Neville Strange's second wife. Um, you, you'll know more about the story when you come. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's really great that they've chosen to join us and that they're, that they're happy to get involved in in this first production for them which is great which is quite daunting because it's our main stage it's our auditorium stage so it's a big from from certain perspectives it's quite a big undertaking you know you're on the main stage with lots of other actors and it's lots of stuff and props and things like that quite daunting but yeah they're doing an absolutely stunning job really stunning job ever so ever so proud of them I, uh, I hopefully love, they're proud of themselves. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they will. I, I love seeing new faces on stage. And uh, I, mm. I was at the theatre last week and I saw this, uh, th- this, this lady who had not been on stage since she was about nine years old and absolutely amazing. So I cannot wait to see even more talent on the Lace Market Theatre stage. Now, then, as the director, um, have there been any sort of challenges for, for you with this play um, at, at all, sort of, you know, sort of, well, we know costumes is no challenge at all, but stuff like props and, and, and anything that's challenged you? Well, um, I, I guess it's, it's true for any directors, really, especially uh, in amateur theatre. Um, you know, you want to try to, you want to try to put on a production that's either very true to what the author wanted or, and within the limitations of the environment of the, of the theatre that you're playing in, or also, you know, you want to do something different, and, and each of those things provide different challenges. I think in our case, and I think the case of a lot of amateur theatres, it's things like um, the major props with the set, so things like furniture yeah. that are in period. We are very blessed at the Lace Market Theatre. We have our own theatre, as you know, and we have our own props there and stores and things, but even we have to you know, we have to, we use our furniture so much sometimes that I mean, it just wears out, literally, and it's finding time to replace it. And some of these things are, are getting harder and harder to come by. So we've, we've been absolutely thrilled and very lucky that our friends at Westbridge for Drama Society have been very kind and have lent us one or two pieces of, of period furniture, which is great. Um, and also, you know, um, 
uh, other other sort of challenges, I guess, because I wanted to set this as it is set in a in a, a dining room, you know, a drawing room. Sorry. Yeah. It's a box set, so there's lots of paint and there's lots of period features, <laughs> you know, that you have to build in. Um, we actually create we created a a full French window, um, which literally you could pick up and put in your house. I've got to tell you. Wow. <laughs> Our um. Our staging team are just amazing. I mean, they really are amazing, you know, good at joinery, good at woodworking. But this is, you know, I would, seriously, you could use this um, uh, as a legitimate French window. It's fabulous. Um, so, yeah, things like that. And we've had um, amazing help with our scenic designers as well. They've done some wonderful backdrops. Yeah, not really too much of a challenge. You know, I'm, I'm just so blessed as a director to have such amazing um, people working and, and volunteering. I should remind everybody is voluntary yes. yeah. at uh, the Lace Market Theatre. They're so talented, always so talented and so helpful. And it's just so no, I suppose ultimately not too much of a challenge really. It's looked being surrounded by ju- just the right caliber of people. And I know the Lace Market people who you know sort of even working sort of off stage in front of house and, and everything, they all work so hard to make these mm. uh, the, the plays as good as they are. And most of the time, you know, it's it, it's sell-out uh, sell stuff there. It's very classy stuff over at the latest market. Uh, so now let's talk tickets. Uh, how are ticket sales going? Because you're there from Monday all the way through to a Saturday. It's it's a fairly long run, isn't it? A full, full week. It certainly is. And um just sort of picking up your point about sellout, unfortunately, or fortunately, we are pretty much sold out Marvellous. for the whole week. We have, in fact, only got five tickets left for the whole week. So that's uh, seven performances. Um, and I can tell you um, that those five tickets left are for Tuesday or Friday night. And sadly, there are only singles left. Uh, but we, we pretty much found out on, was it yesterday? No, Friday that we were down to about five tickets. As I say, Agatha Christie is incredibly popular. Yes. Um, I went to a recent production, ironically, at West Bridgeford. And then um, there were none. Society. Uh, no, it was, yes, and there were none. Yeah. And um, that was completely sold out as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether, I, I sense that Agatha Christie has always been popular, but there's been a sort of resurgence recently. And we do find that it, that, you know, it goes in sort of, I don't know, it goes in sort of waves over the years. Sometimes people really, really want to go and see it and it gets sold out. And other times, you know, not much. But definitely we're we're benefiting from that at the moment. And we are literally, with seven seven performances, we are literally five tickets left. That's it. So it's a case of get your ticket now. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> go I'm on... not sure they'll still be there tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. And go online and do it. It's quicker. You know you've got your ticket then. And, Absolutely. And you can pick uh, sort Absolutely. of one of those five seats. Um, that's like, Well, that's brilliant news. Uh, it, it's lovely that local theatre is selling out so much. Uh, and, you know, people just want to go and see quality productions, uh, not at a sort of a price that that's going to break the bank same as if they go to you know sort of a big theater and and it's lovely that people are returning to the theater and 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 supporting local theater as well um because uh, after, i mean we, we're still sort of in the sort of on the tail end of, of covid and everything and uh, and it's lovely that people are going out there supporting local theater and and making local theater uh sort of the, the the, the shining light that it should be uh, in Nottingham um, as well and, and it is Absolutely. it is 
So, so I, I'm so pleased to hear um, that there's only a few tickets. So go grab the tickets while you can. Uh, it's uh, towards zero. It's at the Lace Market Theatre. Starts tomorrow, Monday the 29th, all the way to Saturday the 3rd of June. Five tickets left. That's all. The, it's like Willy Wonka, isn't it? You know, get your golden ticket. <laughs> quick so oh, i'm so so pleased to to hear that anyway so um i can't wait to see it tomorrow night uh, helen thank you so much for taking the time out to have a chat with us all about towards zero it, it it's a smash it already it is i, I don't need to wish you luck or anything like that because uh it, it, it's going to be a massive uh, massive success so uh so thank you helen uh i'm down there tomorrow and i can't wait to see it and i'll see it yeah. see if i can guess who did the murder because i don't know anything really about it so We'll see. I'm I'm useless at it. I am so, but uh, <laughs> but it's such fun. It is, and and it's Agatha Christie, and it's the Lace Market Theatre, and it's just talent on legs, basically. Uh, so, Helen, have a wonderful rest of the Sunday, uh, and I'll see you down there tomorrow. And look forward to seeing you. Take care. Thanks, Helen. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. Did you know that Nottingham Hospital Radio is a registered charity? As a result, we rely on people like you to donate to it. All our members are committed volunteers who run the service for the benefit and entertainment of the patients in the Queen's Medical Centre and City Hospitals. Research has shown that listening to hospital radio can positively benefit a patient's recovery, and we think it's a very worthwhile thing to do. Donating to NHR is easy and rewarding, so please log on to nhradio.org.uk and go to the donate page. That's nhradio.org.uk slash donate. You'll be glad you did. And thank you.